How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! Baseball and much more. You know what that makes you? Larry. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I don't believe it. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch. Being new to the club, how do you feel about the way things have gone for the Indians so far? I'm the only winner on the team. The rest of them are losers, either by choice or by birth. The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080. You play ball like a girl! The Fan. Happy Wednesday evening, everybody. Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher with you on the Hot Corner today as Patrick Harris is yet again out on a Wednesday as it has been, you know how swag takes every Monday off in the summer? He calls it the summer of swag. Right. Patrick's doing the summer of P. Harris. Where he takes off the most important day of the week. Yes. Every Wednesday for the last like 17 weeks, it feels like he's been gone. No, that's an exaggeration. But he is uh, he is returning, I believe, tomorrow. He was out at the Gorge doing uh, Dave Matthews Band. Is that who was there? Fish? I don't know. One of his jam bands was out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Grateful it was uh, David out there at the, at the Gorge. He was out there, and he kept posting pictures of him wearing all sorts of wristbands, which I didn't really understand. A bunch of Live Strong bands or something. Yeah, I didn't really get it. It was like... Flashback to my middle school days. It, it was... He kept saying, I hate these, but here's more of them. And I'm like, is there like a game? Like, do people give each other wristbands? Like, what's going on? Is it that thing like in school that the different color wristbands you have say how far you would go with someone? What? Do you do you not know about this? Wasn't that a thing? I mean, not in my school, but uh, not for me. These little rubber bracelets, very thin, that girls used to wear in school. That basically, like, oh, if Janine is wearing the red one, that means that she'll go to second base. Oh no, this is not a game that I ever knew how to play, if it existed at all. Uh, like I, I, said, I, uh, I like many sheep had a Livestrong bracelet because I thought it was cool, and uh, I wore that for about a year or so, and then I. Got tired of wearing it, so I took it off. You're gonna have me googling here now, Mike. I mean, the only thing I know, and it's because of prime time, was the uh, the handkerchief in the back pocket. What color is your handkerchief? That is uh, something you 
you wear to a gay bar to show what your intent is and what kind of, you know, what what uh, kind of relationship and or evening you are looking for. So I remember I remember we had that as a as a segment many moons ago at this point, many years ago. I've never heard of it for the girls showing how far they would go. Yeah, I feel like that was a 90s thing. Like, just after... If it wasn't at your school and it wasn't at my school, is it possible that it's an urban legend? I I, I mean, it is possible, but I feel like this was maybe just before we got into high school and started worrying about that kind of stuff. Well, I'm a little older than you, Joe, so it would have been close to me. Like I said, it just, just before, before. Just before. I was in high school from 2003 to 2007. Yeah, there were jelly bracelets... According to the various websites where jelly bracelets are discussed, the girls wear them, and the boy who breaks them can claim his quote-unquote prize based on the color code. Yellow is a hug, purple is a kiss, blue is, you know, kissing other places, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and black is intercourse. There are so more. So you break them? So, like, the guy can just, like, try to run up to the girl and break the bracelet? I, I'm, learning, I'm learning more about well, this stuff right now. Well, tell me more. You have the site up in front of you. I would be Please. appalled at this game. I would applaud attempts to ban the bracelets. Uh, this sounds like... I'm yeah, sure you would, Joe. This is a blog on New York Times from a mom. Okay. <laughs> it's making sense now. Ask Janice. <laughs> it definitely makes what sense. What are these colored I bracelets heard, my daughter is wearing? I heard about these bracelets at school. I know what you kids are doing. They're hiding the drugs in the bracelets. So they break it open. They get high on the marijuana. And then they... Have intercourse. I'm telling you, this is a they thing. They do the coitus. I mean, I feel like it, it's definitely a tonight at seven. Do these jelly bracelets mean that your kid is having sex at a young age? Like jelly, like, you know, peanut butter and jelly? They're, they're just like little silicone jelly bracelets. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Very thin bands that like much thinner than the than the uh, Live Strong oh. bands. Yeah, I don't really recognize these at all. No? No. I mean, the name sounds familiar, and the ones that are, like, tied together in cool shapes, I'm just Google imaging them, does look a little familiar to me, but, you know, if, there, if this game existed, I was way too naive <laughs> to, uh, to partake yeah, in said there's a game. Yeah, there's a whole Snopes page on it, warning about school kids signaling their sexual availability through the use of jelly bracelets. Youngsters use these jelly bracelets to uh, show what they're down for. <laughs> Is that, it, it, does Snopes say it's true? Because uh, usually it'll be like, this is true or this is false. Well, <laughs> I is like it? how I Googled it and it just says sex bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might be going to a page for uh, things that you might not need. You know, like accessories for the bedroom. Here, when, I, when I hear the word oh, sex Oh, red. <laughs> red lap dance. Oh, ho, ho. Things are getting hot and heavy In a now. game called Snap, if a boy breaks a jelly bracelet off a girl's wrist, he gets a sexual coupon for that act. <laughs> a coupon. <laughs> this definitely sounds, like I said, this is definitely the late night news It's segment. becoming such a problem in middle schools in Florida. See, there you go. Middle schools. Yep. In middle school. What? It's these damn video games, Mike. <laughs> All that Call of Duty. It's teaching them about sex bracelets and lap dances. Yeah, I'm telling you, I didn't just make this up. October 2003, the Alchua Elementary School in Florida banned children from wearing the stylish accents in response to rumors of this uh, uh, conveying sexual meanings. 
Boy. Did I just blow your mind with this? You blew my mind because now I'm trying to think of when I was in school, if anything like this was even a thing that I was aware of. I'm trying to transport myself back to awkward 15-year-old Mike who had never had a girlfriend before. And try. I'm just trying to think about it like, I don't know, man. All I remember is a lot of jean skirts. Like that was a that was a big deal, and I thought that was hot. Jean skirts. Yeah, like you know that was that was really in style when I was in high school. Yeah, unfortunately. Um. And yeah, besides that, I don't really feel like there was a lot going on like that. <laughs> then of course, Snopes comes through and says nothing in the various sex bracelet news stories we've pawed through indicates girls are actually using these fashion items to declare willingness. Oh, okay. There you so go. again, this is a very like this is a mom rumor book club thing where they get together at PTA meeting meetings and basically make this stuff up in their heads. My this mom, is like my mom b- is listening, by the way. <laughs> Hi, mom. She texted me. You should remember they were at seven 11. I don't know if there was a game. I don't remember <laughs> as a, as we, as we've discussed as a family, I am a lot like my dad, and my paying attention to details was very little. <laughs> I was often in my own world doing my own thing. So uh, this may have been a thing, but I was not paying attention to it at Call, all. Calling play-by-play of MVP baseball 2005. Uh, Mike, shouldn't you be out was, trying to cut bracelets and get girls to do something with you instead of sitting? <laughs> instead and- of sitting with your old uh, tape cassette recorder <laughs> and calling the crappy angels fake games? No, mom, I shouldn't. The Angels are 12 and 40, and I'm calling every game like it's important. <laughs> and he's had it's a not. rough season at the dish. Yeah. Batting 129 against left-handers. You know, I did those. Uh, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but for those who haven't heard it, you know, what Joe's alluding to is uh, I would sit with a tape recorder in front of my TV, and I would have the computer play the computer in one of the old-school baseball video games. I can't remember which one it was. And I, I picked the Angels because they were the first team on the list, Anaheim Angels. And I was like, I'm not going to pick my own team. I want to pick a random team. Well, they were dreadful when uh, this game was out, like really bad. And the funniest thing was that I didn't like take notes or anything. Like you would think you would like if I was mimicking a play by play announcer, I would like have a, a, you know, like those sheets they have that have all the players and the, and the information and stuff. Right. I would have something like that. Nope. It was just like, hey, here's Troy Gloss. Yesterday, he got a hit. Awkward pause. And, and here's the pitch. Here's the pitch. It's a ball. It's a ball. Want to know count to Troy Gloss? He's the Angels' third baseman. See, you'd be great for TV. Radio play-by-play for baseball. And you, you here's got, the pitch. You got to fill that dead air. Foul ball, 1-1 one, one count. I remember uh, doing some of the Sunday night baseball games during my green days. Mike Salmon up on deck. And they would let that dead air roll for a little bit. And I always thought that something would be going on and that I would have to call the boss or like they want to talk for seven, eight seconds. And here's the pitch. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm like, and it's hidden to right field fly out first out of the third inning angels losing four nothing. Did I miss a cue or something? Was I supposed to hit a station ID or anyway? I wonder what's for dinner tonight. <laughs> you know, here comes Jim Edmonds. Here's your useless fact of the evening. His favorite dinner is spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> that was actually the only time I ever did play by play in high school was I, I did it once. 
and it was on like local access television and it was for women's volleyball. I mean, I didn't know anything about women's volleyball and there was somebody else up there with me. And uh, I remember just in the middle, just like talking about being excited that my mom was making big ZD that night or something. And I was like, I really like what she makes that. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know anything about volleyball. What do you want me to do? I'm a, I'm a high schooler. I'm sitting up like on this raised thing with a microphone in my hand, like, ah, <laughs> and that is the beginnings of on-air personality, Mike Lynch. Speaking of none bake, of that stuff relevant to me anymore. Speaking of baked ziti, that spike had some sauce on it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't clever enough for that. There was some cheese on that one. <laughs> Put it in the oven and bake it. <laughs> this set is over. And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're going to have a show for you today. Notice I said a show because, uh, well, it will exist as a show because so far we're talking about jelly bracelets and sex coupons. And hey, I'm going to say and tape recorders text line backing me up. My uh, fairly uh, pride wife said she re- uh, remembers that these jellies and the idea behind them in high school. Oh, all right. She also went to Battleground, so I'm not sure what else that says about it. <laughs> Maybe this was uh, like more in rural towns. This is where this game was going on. Who knows? Not that Battleground's too rural, but back in the day, it was probably very rural. I mean, so. growing up in uh, Sherwood, I could definitely see this being an outrage among the parents there. That's for sure. Definitely. Well, if the football team loses, it's an outrage among the parents there. So <laughs> anything <laughs> will be. Uh, so we're going to talk a little Hall of Fame today as the induction ceremony for Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, Marvin Miller, and uh, uh boy, I can't remember the name of the random guy who got in on the Veterans Committee. Some other random dude I'd never heard of before happened today. Frankly, a bit of a snooze, in my opinion, and we'll get to that. Plus, you know, we we always talk about the playoffs here when uh, Patrick's out. I do a little, like, uh, quick hit on what's going on in the wild card, and we'll do that for a segment. But I figured we could change it up a little bit and kind of look through some of the teams who are kind of like the Blue Jays from a year or two ago. Like, they're not really there yet, but they're close and who do you think is that team? And who do you think is ready to kind of get into the playoff picture in the next year or two? And, uh, and and that does not include the Mariners because the Mariners are already in the playoff picture. They are hunting for the wild card. But I'm thinking more like kind of like the not the worst, worst team. Sorry, Joe. But like the the teams in the middle ground between wild card hunt. Cross the Orioles off my list. And, <laughs> and uh, the crappy teams who we know are for sure rebuilding. So we'll get to that, too. And uh, let's do a fair foul at uh, 930, huh? Yes, thank you for the heads up. Yes, we'll do we'll do forfeit nine thirty today. So uh, we'll get to all that and uh, whatever else comes to mind. Text us five zero three two five zero ten eighty on the fan text line, and you can find us on the tweets. I'm at Mike Lynch twenty seven. Joe's at Joe Fish three F I S C H. And Patrick, who is out, is at P D D zero eight five on both Twitter and Instagram. All right, coming up next, it was the induction ceremony for Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, and others today. We'll get to it next. This is the Hot Corner on the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during 
terms of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is the hot corner with harrison lynch on 1080 the fan Welcome back into the Hot Corner, Lynch and Fish edition today, 8 to 10. If you're listening right now, you probably know that it's 8 to 10. But uh, we had a text that said, is the Hot Corner gone or is it just football season? It's not gone. We're here. It's just 8 to 10 instead of uh, 7 to 9. As the Ducks coaches show will be from 7.05 until 8 throughout the foosball season. But yes, it is football season. It is football season, which means, yes, we have been moved for two hours. And yes, we are 21 hours away from kick of week one of the NFL season, which is very exciting. I mean, yeah, I don't want to get too football here, but I'm. it's going to be like Christmas Eve, basically. Well, you are a Cowboys fan, too. Yes. And, and I they think- get to play Super Bowl champion Tampa with 10 people on the COVID list or something. Tampa or the Cowboys? The Cowboys. Uh, they've had a few taken off, few added. <laughs> I think they're up to like eight people on the COVID list. All I care about is one, and that's Zach Martin. And he's out. Maybe. They're being very coy about I declaring mean, him out. Probably out, right? <laughs> yes, but they don't want to go forward and don't want to give up game plans here, right? I just drafted uh, Dak and Zeke in a third fantasy league that I was suckered into by Andrew Nemec, So Pen- Pencil yourself in for the championship there, bud. <laughs> While you're missing the CD and uh, Mari. Yeah, well, I got uh, Stefan Diggs and Chris Godwin instead. So 
I'm going to have three guys in that first game. How about that? Let's go. That's good to watch for, huh? Yeah, huh? there you go. Huh? Um, okay, so the Hall of Fame ceremony was today. It's normally during the summer, but uh, I'm going to assume it was moved because of COVID, and now they could have had people there and all that kind of stuff. I don't really have a lot to say about this. You know, it, we already talked about these players when they were announced as Hall of Famers, and and, and so I'm just going to give it a little short segment here. But I got to say, as a Yankee fan and as someone who started watching sports when Derek Jeter was called up as a rookie, uh, I would say that I am exactly in the wheelhouse as a Derek Jeter fan and all of those guys from those teams because I, I started watching baseball like 96, 95, 96. And um, so I love Derek Jeter. I really do. And I, I understand that everybody hates him and thinks he's overrated and whatever. Um, I saw a really interesting tweet today from, I think it was uh, Tom Verducci. And he said that, if you didn't watch Derek Jeter every day, it's easy to understand why you think he's overrated because sometimes his numbers didn't quite add up and you look at his war and his fielding and all that kind of stuff. But watching him every day really changed your opinion of Derek Jeter. And I thought that was interesting because I never really thought about it because I, of course, watched Derek Jeter every day because I grew up in New Jersey and we were Yankees fans as a family. So my whole young life watching baseball, I was watching Derek Jeter. But so all I knew was that, but I, I understand why people view him as overrated and all that kind of stuff. But going into today, I, I had seen him give a speech or two. I remember after they closed the old Yankee stadium, he stood out on the field and he talked to the crowd and they said it was ad libbed and it was incredible. Like I remember crying during that speech and I was kind of hopeful that we would get a really good speech from him at the at the Hall of Fame today and I, I didn't watch it live I didn't know what time it was uh, going to happen exactly and I, I had some stuff going on this morning but uh, I got got into got into work and I had a little time so I, I found it on social media and I watched it it's about 15 minutes it was a snoozer man it was I know he as a personality is not the most exciting person he's very kind of monotone and straight edged but I, I was really hoping for a little bit more of like an emotional pull, like a, like a, something that he said as, a, as an homage to make me remember all the good days. And he really just thanked his family, which was sweet. And he thanked, you know, Joe Torrey and some of his teammates. But he only told like one interesting story, and that was about Reggie Jackson. And when Reggie Jackson would come visit them when they were on the team, you know, he they would talk to each other and Jackson would say, hey, you can't tell me what to do. You're not a Hall of Famer yet. And he made a joke about like, ha, I'm a Hall of Famer now. Now I can say those things to you, which is cool. As a Yankee fan, like you love to hear that. But otherwise, it was just like thank yous for 15 minutes. Very milk toast. So milk toast. And I knew I figured he wouldn't get emotional, but I was like, I, I kind of want to get a little tearjerker going for myself here. Like, I want to I want to get a little uh, old school Yankee memory. And I just kind of was like, all right, give me some content. It was it was very, very limited on the content. He made fun of the guy who didn't vote for him. And he made, told a story about Reggie Jackson. And that was it. How great would it have been if uh, he's leaving the stage and they give him a, a gift basket? <laughs> that would have been great. I would have loved that. By the way, Hannah Davis slash Hannah Jeter. Still stunning. Absolutely stunning. Uh, it's probably been a while since I Googled, so let me just get a refresher here. They got two kids now, two little girls. They were there. Okay. Michael Jordan was there. 
Patrick Ewing was there. It's up and it's good. It will probably always be up and good because she's gorge. <laughs> the ball's still going through. <laughs> SI swimsuit model through. Uh, is going to stay going through for a while. It's up and it's good. Yeah, I, I was just disappointed. I don't know if you watched any of it, Joe. I didn't see Larry Walker. I I just wanted to see Jeter's speech, and I I just give me something, man. Give me something. Did you Sorry. see any of it? I'm still. Yeah, still it's stuck okay on to be Google. distracted. Still uh, stuck on Google Images here. <laughs> um, yeah, I was locked in on uh, for Ted Simmons' speech. Is I that the guy that I could remember his name of? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little bit before my time. And to be quite honest, Larry Walker was a little bit before my time too. I know how influential he was during the game, but I mean, by the time I started watching baseball, he was in the not even the back nine. He was on the back four holes of his career. So, don't. When did you start watching? early 2000s basically like he was still around uh the earliest baseball memories i have was when i was about like 9 10 i was around when the like the angels were winning it uh the world series yeah okay yeah so you got tail end of larry walker right i know that he was big and he was mashing homers in 2001 he had 350 led the league that year (laughs) 350 Mm -hmm. god (laughs) he had 379 in 1999 Led the league that year. How many games did he play? 127 in the 379 year and 100 and 142 in the 350 Are year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Could you imagine? 379 over 120 games. Could you imagine this day, these days? Dude. Having that go on? That is ridiculous. Well, it's probably all the steroids, right? Steroids don't teach hand-eye coordination. That's true. That's true. And he was never caught, even though he was on some of those teams that had some players. And, you know. That's just good old Rocky Mountain filtered Coors Light is what that is. <laughs> and he he is going in as a Rocky, by the way. He was an expo to start his career, and he had a couple of years at the Cardinals at the end. But uh, he chose to go in as a Rocky, which makes sense. That's where his, his best years were. Um, he and- had a stretch where he hit 366, 363, 379, 309, 350, and 338 and back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back years. And when you Google Larry Walker, one of the first images that comes up is these, I'm just going to say, horrendous Rockies jerseys. I don't know if that was part of, like, the. remember back in the 90s when they did the future uh, jerseys, like what these teams will wear in the future? No, I don't remember that at all. No? No. Because they just did this a couple years ago, too, where they're like, oh, this is what the teams are going to wear in 20, 30 years. Just Google Larry Walker because it's going to be the first picture that shows up. But it's just basically a giant purple uh, Colorado Rocky Mountain logo right on the jersey. Like, look at that thing. And it's sleeveless. Yeah. Yeah. That thing is something else. That must have been some sort of special something because most of the other ones are in. The Rockies haven't really changed their jerseys too much. They've just added the purple. During the break, I'm, I swear that a few teams did this. They did like the future jerseys. Like this is what the team will be wearing. I don't, I don't hate years. it. I mean, it's this, not. This is really giving me a lot of the like I loved those old Raptors jerseys and the Grizzly, Grizzlies jerseys. It's kind of screaming of that to me. Definitely has that 90s vibe. Yeah, it's got the 90s, but like because I grew up with that, like I kind of like that style still. And that's what that was. I just Googled MLB future jerseys, and back in 1999, they did it. And boy, they were off the mark on some of these. Pulling it up right now. The San Francisco jersey is just a giant SF 
emblazoned of, across the jersey. What is that Mets jersey? That Pirates jersey is pretty sick. It says Mercury Mets on it. So are they going to be playing on a different planet <laughs> that's completely uninhabitable? Or we <laughs> What? We will have space travel down to the point where we'll be playing on different planets at that point. Oh, the Mariners. King Felix wearing it. Yeah, see, they just did it a couple of years ago, right? Is that more? Is that recent? I mean, if it's a picture of King Felix, uh, you three, four, five. Yeah, years it ago? is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, D. Gordon wore it without. Uh, he wore full sleeveless without anything underneath it. That's right. Yep. There's a. I'm looking. Boy, at- I forgot about this. <laughs> the sleeveless picture of Jay Buner. I'm pretty sure wearing it. Is wow. that Johnny Damon in a Royals one? What the hell? Oh yeah! Wow. I didn't realize he was on the road. Like I said, I think you need a break. Oh, yeah. So there's the old. So it has Griffey in it. And Griffey is wearing the same jersey that they wore again when King Felix and D. Gordon wore it. The exact same one. I think you need a commercial break to absorb all these. Yeah. Okay. Is that your way of telling me to break? (laughs) Yes. One, we're over. And two, uh, like I said, you need to get four or five minutes to just. I need to look at the Indians. All right. Well. There's your uh, homework over the break is Google MLB future jerseys or turn turn ahead the clock uniforms and you'll see them all, all in their glory. Maybe we'll get to a little bit more of that next. Here's Joe Sports. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Hey, 37 here on your Wednesday evening. Mike and Joe with you here on the Hot Corner. Patrick was out at the, at the Gorge consuming Dave Matthews Band and who knows what else. And sex bracelets. And sex bracelets. We did get a text 503 250 It's real. You gentlemen were in more affluent areas, perhaps. Not true. Uh, grade schools and middle schools chose to ban jelly bra- bracelets in some areas. There we go. Uh, I mean, you went to Sherwood, you said. I don't, I don't In high school, yeah. Twalton, which is... I don't know if that counts as affluent. Um, Sherwood, yeah. I would, you know, it's no LO or Westland, but they try to be. Yeah. That's for sure. I grew up in a, in a middle class town. 
Not so. going to say Tualatin's affluent, but again, I mean, it's no PIL school. Let's be real. Yeah. Okay. It's a sure, suburb, sure, sure. you know, for God's yes, sake. So, yes. I mean, I mean, I went to a suburb. I lived in a suburb as well, but you know, it was it was pretty. Like, I mean, there was there was so much diversity at my school, both in like races of people, but also in just levels of income the families had. It's just my, my my town was a huge melting pot, and there was a lot going on. So I don't know, it was just pretty pretty much down the middle. Yep, Sherwood's about as white as it gets here in the suburbs of uh, Portland. <laughs> that is that is that is true, that is true. So I, I spent a little time in the break looking at these Turner had the clock jerseys, and you you made this joke in the break. You said in the future they thought everything was going to be big. <laughs> it's like ridiculous <laughs> zoom and hence. Yeah, right. Zoom and hence. Like I don't uh, why did they change the Mets to the Mercury Mets and why did they give them a weird logo? Like what is what was that? <laughs> I I don't know. I really wish it was like I bet by 2021 we will be on different planets playing baseball. Now they thought the gravity on Mercury is just optimal for baseball home run paths and flight paths. They thought that everyone would go sleeveless. Little did they know, the only sport that was sleeveless went to sleeved shirts for a little while, <laughs> which was a terrible look, too. That was the opposite. Uh, but what they did get right, if you actually think about it, this is like two years ago, like two, to, maybe maybe just last. No, it was two years ago, 2019. What trend started in college football? The giant logos on the helmets. The really, really blown up logos that took up the entire side of the helmet. I remember the like the Boise State one, right, where the horse was just massive on the right, right side and the left side of the helmet. I do remember that. Uh, UCF did it. There's a couple of schools that did it like that, and that that became a big thing. So, although these uniforms are horrific, generally, oh, the Diamondbacks one's kind of cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say that. I thought the Diamondbacks one is somewhat passable. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a snake. But it's of course Again. zoomed and enhanced. <laughs> really, really big snake. <laughs> uh, well, it's it, it's not really. It's parts of the big snake. It's the head and like the part of the middle of the snake. But yeah, it looks okay. It looks all right for whatever head. reason. The Phillies one has like a marquee like light shining it into the sky, like they're calling for Batman. Look up the Detroit Tigers one. The the back of the jersey literally has a tiger tail on it. No. <laughs> yes. Hold on. It's a tail just creeping up the back of the jersey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! That that might be the worst one. So, <laughs> oh no! Why? I think the pirates one actually isn't too bad with the Why? big old pirate logo. Hold on, red pirates. Oh no, no, that's not good at all. <laughs> No, no, the colors, no. <laughs> the red with the yellow as the undershirt and the black in between, that does not work. Well, screw you, Mike. What are we, quarterbacks in practice can't get hit over here? <laughs> the Pirates probably couldn't get a hit anyway. Stay away from the quarterback. Although I did see this. For some reason, this this showed up. <laughs> there's a, uh, on top, there's ads, and there's a full-length dress that looks like the turn ahead the clock Pirates logo, but it's like more modern. It's got a giant P on the side of it. And then where the lady's uh, booty is, is where the numbers are. And right above it is where the name of the player is. How chic. You know, she's she's rocking it, man. She's looking good in it. It works. 
It works. Yeah. That Fancy might, baseball outfits. Might be the only thing that works with these jerseys. Oh, stop it. These are terrible. <laughs> Some of them are okay. It literally, it's like. Some were, of them are okay. It's like they were in the conference room for five seconds. They're like, like, look, just make them really, really big. That'll be the future. Just big. What, what if they play on different planets now? <laughs> Let's change a team name. Let's do it. Now I'm wondering uh, what planet would be optimal to play baseball in. What's going to give you the best spin rate? What's the gravity like on some of these planets? To, could you hit just absolute dongs that go 700 feet? Well, I feel like the closer to the sun you are, the heavier the gravity is, correct? Any astrologists out there on the text line? I'm going to sound like an idiot saying that, but I hope that's <laughs> true. I feel like Mercury has really high gravity. I think when you're like closer to the sun, the gravity is like better pulling you stronger i don't know so you would need a planet that had a surface it wasn't like a gas right so you because can, you can't play on gas i feel like we're getting into off-season reddit s post territory <laughs> of all the planets in the solar system which would be the best for baseball outside of earth Probably be like Mars or something. And you know there would be an astrologist that jumps yes. on there that well. Well, thank that's what that's data. what that's what's great about Reddit is. Well, you have to believe that they're an astrologist, but they'll tell you they are one. Astrologist worked for find NASA for out. ten years. The best thing about Reddit, or the worst thing about Reddit, is that everyone is so sure of themselves that you're like, ah, oh, this must be true, and then you look it up and you're like, well, that person's an idiot. And I probably shouldn't believe <laughs> yeah. that. The very next comment contradicts everything they yeah. just said. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll run into the break again. Uh, coming up next, let's take a quick uh, gander at the wild card standings. Mariners got a win today. They Hey-o. did. Came back from their bad loss yesterday, so we'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner on the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Hey, 48 here on your Wednesday evening. Hot Corner, Lynch and Joe edition today. Now you got me Googling baseball on other planets. What is coming up? Not much. What was the first result? Uh, I don't know about the first result, but apparently a 10-year-old asked the question uh, back in 2015 what a pitch speed on the moon would be like. Okay. So. Did, did NASA answer? I'm still getting there, Mike. Well, a lot of sciencey talk here, Joe. If you're gonna bring bring this into the segment, if you're gonna open the segment with "I googled <laughs> baseball and other planets," I would hope you would have a little well, more. The, the first three minutes of the break was just finding something reputable that I could go to. <laughs> and the most reputable thing was a ten year old asking a question. Believe it or not, Reddit has not asked the question yet. Ooh. Then it got me on the Wikipedia page about you want to get some awards. Gra- it got to surface gravity, and then you want to get some awards. Post that in both our baseball and our science. Again, or, or I, I guess our. Uh, astronomy again i might have to wait for the off season because right now there's just a lot of baseball going on a lot of good stuff when it's like deep into the winter no baseball nothing's happening that's when you want to post that well i mean you could post it in our science or our astronomy now could probably get some hits on there for sure you want some golds start a get get on our popular okay i'll try you should do it do it or it'll get buried and you'll get one up vote <laughs> For those who don't know, we're speaking Reddit language. Negative votes. <laughs> we're speaking what Reddit language. What a dumb language. question. I, did, I was not a Reddit user until a year ago, and now it's like my main source of 
following things that's going on. It's pretty great. <laughs> it is pretty great. It is the front page of the internet for, for a reason. So the Mariners got a win today to avoid getting swept by the hated Astros. Eight to five was the final score, and it's uh, it was an important win because yesterday's loss was particularly brutal as they had the lead going into the ninth inning, blew the game, and then lost it in the tenth. And all of your least favorite Astros had a lot to do with it. As you had Carlos Correa hit the walk-off double. You had Alex Bregman hit the two-run homer off of Paul Sewald in the ninth to tie the game. Altuve had homered earlier in the game. So all of your least favorite Astros contributed to that win for Houston or the loss for you. And it sucks because Seawald's been pitching so well. And he comes in and he blows the save. And then today he comes in and gives up another home run to Alex Bregman in the ninth inning. Luckily, you had an 8-4 lead in that game, and he didn't actually blow the game. But uh, Mariners got the win. And you got a little Jared Kelnick contribution alert as well. He had a two-run double. I was talking to John yesterday. Boy, John just hates Jared Kelnick. <laughs> Dude, I see him on Twitter all the time just talking. <laughs> to be fair, you probably should because he sucks. What's he batting? He's batting. Would you like to guess? I'm going to go Logan Morrison-esque 179. Worse. One, 126. Okay. Well, that's, that's a lot worse. <laughs> He's hitting 165. In uh, 261 at-bats. Oof. He yeah. has 43 hits. Definitely no Larry Walker. <laughs> in 261 at-bats, nine doubles, eight homers, 28 RBIs. And he also isn't really that great in center field either. He's supposed to be like this great five-tool player, and he's really just sucking it up. I, I, the one thing I told John yesterday, I'll, I'll say this to all Mariner fans out there, is uh, from my personal experience, I remember I was at Yankee Stadium when Melky Cabrera first got called up. Not that Melky Cabrera was a top prospect, but he was, you know, called up. And he dropped two fly balls in the same game, his first game. And he sucked his first year, like was really bad. And then he became a solid player. So sometimes when you're a rookie and you come up and you suck, you're going to put so much pressure on yourself. And if you watch Jared Kelnick at all, you see that he's putting a ton of pressure on himself. You know, sometimes it just becomes a a snowball going down the hill and you can't stop it. And I kind of feel like that's what Jared Kelnick's doing right now is he's putting so much pressure on himself that it's almost like a lost cause at this point for this season. He needs the offseason to kind of find his confidence again. And he had a lot of confidence coming in, too. Don't forget, he came in all cocky about how good he was and and how well he was sitting in the minors. And he thought he would be able to do it in the majors. And so far, not the case. But. John is miserable about it, but uh, look, they're still in the wild card hunt. That's the thing. We got we got a, a tweet that said, hearing hearing the hot corner talk about Mariners and wild card in the same sentence is very exciting, and it should be. It absolutely should be. So as as we stand right now, the Red Sox have the first wild card spot. The Yankees have lost five in a row and are two for the last ten, and are now in the second wild card spot. The Blue Jays are a game and a half back of the Yankees. The Mariners are a game behind the Blue Jays and a game ahead of Oakland. Now, Oakland's playing right now. They're against the White Sox. It's in the bottom of the sixth. Oakland's up five to one. So if Oakland wins, they'll be a half game behind the Mariners. But on September 8th, with how many games left? 20 games left in the season. The Mariners are two and a half games out of the second wild card spot. 
two and a half games out on September 8th. I'm assuming most Mariner fans out there expected nothing close to that this year. And I hope beyond hope that you are enjoying the ride and not getting overly upset by inconsistencies with your team because you're not supposed to be here. And the fact that you are that close to potentially nailing a wild card spot down in a year that was supposed to be a year that you were not going to be above 500 is amazing. And by the way, this entire wild card chase is incredible at the moment. It's been who wants to lose more and not, not take hold of the wild card because up until this last week, the blue Jays had lost like seven of their last 10. The A's had lost a ton in a row and then the Yankees were winning a bunch and the Red Sox were losing. Now the Red Sox are starting to win a little bit again, although the Tampa just, you know, floored them three out of the four games. They just played them. Yankees are losing a ton and the Mariners are seven out of the last 10 and Oakland's struggling again. So it's like, it's just who wants it less is kind of the way that this, this race is going right now. But it's a lot of fun in, in a season right now where there's not a ton of close races and divisions where there's not a lot going like the Rays are for sure winning the AL East. We know the White Sox are winning the Central, although it's a little bit closer than it had been. The Astros are winning the AL West. Uh, the NL Central's all Brewers. The top of the NL West is exciting with the Giants and the Dodgers. Uh, and the NL East is close, although that division is horrific. Um, there's not a lot of craziness going on. It's the American League wildcard race that's nuts right now. And your team in the Mariners is in it. So enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. I feel like they've been enjoying the ride multiple seasons now over the last 20, though. Like, I, I was trying to remember, like, no, I feel like they've been hate watching multiple seasons in the last well, 20. Because I, I, I remember going to a Mariners game back in my high school days, and it was towards this time of the year because um, school was right around the corner, and they were having a good end of the season, and they won the game that night, and the, you could feel the vibe in the stadium. People were like, all right, let's do this. Let's finish off the season. And then I start looking back, and I'm like, what year was that? Well, was it – 2000 uh was it 2003 no they didn't make the playoffs 93 wins but wasn't that maybe it was 2007 88 wins no didn't make the playoffs. 2009 85 no no maybe they've had multiple seasons where they have just toyed with the mariners fans feelings like getting so close oh yeah you guys are good you're right there you're you're making a late season push you're almost there can we just have them finally finish off this last push here i i want them to but the way that the jays are playing how much the yankees and red sox kind of already have a lead i don't i don't think it's gonna happen it's dwindling though it is game and a half on toronto that's the gap now it was like four all the teams have made up ground because both the yankees and red sox can't win right now it's just like my god like i'm seeing multiple seasons here like in 2018 they had 89 wins that was the lloyd mcclendon year right where they they were in it until like the last two weeks of the season uh no, it was a Scott Service here. That was Scott Service. Yep. Wow. Were they in the wild card hunt, or was the wild card like crazy that year? Uh, I'd have to pull up the entire 2018 season there. But um, fine, I'll do it. I'm on Baseball Reference. I'm trying. I'm trying here. I was already on the standings. But I was looking year uh, by the year. The Mariners were eight games out of the wild card. The Yankees were the first wild card team with a hundred wins. The A's <laughs> were the second wild card team with 97 wins. So the 89 didn't really do it. Nope. <laughs> they were also still behind Tampa who had 90 wins. So that was just one of those years. 
It was one of those years. What was the Lloyd McClendon year? Uh, 2016 was still Scott service. 2016? <laughs> no. I'm I'm on the reference page right now. Manager, Scott service, 86 and 76. No way. <laughs> Dude, he's been there forever. That's yeah, way longer than I thought. When was Lloyd McClendon with the Mariners? That is just brutal. Oh, 14 and 15. 15. What did I say? Oh, 16. Damn it. No, it was 2014 because they were 87 and 75. That's the one I remember. Look at my memory not working at all, but sort of working. Um, like, this is what I'm saying, how though. How close were like, they in that one? How many Oh, they years? only finished a game out of the wild card in that one. Again, how many seasons have the Mariners done this now over the last 20? You know, Joe, like, you're, you're giving that, me a lot more than I thought. I really thought they sucked a lot more than they did. But you know, they could be getting there. They could be pulling those sli- off. Slightly too much hope for the fans. They could be seeing year. the Mariners in the playoffs. The problem is with them is this year is that they're doing it with smoke and mirrors, it feels like, because they, they can't hit. Their run differential is terrible, and now they're all making jokes up there that it's the fun differential because they're a fun team, and they are a fun team. Their bullpen's fantastic. Their starters are, well, they exist as humans, and a couple <laughs> of them do okay most of the time. But uh, it's they're just they're they're winning close games, and they're getting a lot of luck. And, you know, sometimes that's all you need. But as we get down to the nitty-gritty here in a couple of weeks left, we're going to learn a lot about these last five teams. Who are you? Are you going to have grit? You're going to have moxie. You're going to have coach speak words or you're going to crumble. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's it. It's really do or die for all these teams right now. It's been like, hey, it's close and we're in it. We're in it. We're in it. And it's uh, there's not, not a lot of time left. There's three weeks left of the season and that's all you got. Man, so. if you're a Mariners and Blazers fan and hope was a form of I'm currency, sorry. you would be a billionaire at this point in your life. <laughs> My God. All right. Well, let's get to hour two. We will have Farrah Fowl coming up at 930. But I wanted to change it up a little bit because this is not something we normally do. What teams that are in the middle ground in baseball right now do you feel like are the next Blue Jays and are about ready to pop or feel close to popping? Who have you watched that you've been like, you know what? I like this guy. I like this guy. I like this guy. And who do you think is about ready to get close to that? So we'll start the hour with that next. This is the Hot Corner on the fan. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.